0: Sissoko, finally waited. Erickson low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora. And belted into the lip. brilliant goal. On debut, Tongue Ongombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Steven Bergman! Has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Aurier! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First hand hit Kane good area for Spurs and Cakes not afraid to shoot wow what a goal Harry Kane that is exceptional try and place it wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason Terry in the Burnley back line when Son breaks forward oh wow what a run Hyunmin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career
2: welcome uh... To all those that are um, potentially watching this stream after a certain show, um, thank you for tuning in. And, uh, well, yeah, welcome to another NSO show under the Touchline for Aka Banner, here to talk all things Spurs. I'll be a host, x Pack, and uh, tonight I'm joined by my two co-hosts, first of which is Booker T. How you doing, man?
1: Yeah, I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Yeah. Um... The week is coming to an end, which is very nice. And uh, unlike uh, Boris, I am not down and out. I'm actually very positive and and in an upward trajectory as the, as the weekend comes um, nearer. So yeah, I'm good. Always good to be back with you guys, and always happy to have my say on Spurs.
2: Of course, of course. And uh, I feel like it's fairly good news on Spurs to reflect on as well. So. We're also joined by Scott Hall, the good guy. How you doing, man?
3: Uh, it's nice to be good. You know, um, things have changed. Uh, um, I didn't think I was going to be coming back to the club or re-signing. Uh, but uh, through through my NSO brothers, I sat down with Daniel Levy. <laughs> and I've signed a, a one-year extension. <laughs> to, to talk all things about the club. <laughs> <So they don't laughs> <disappoint
1: me>. streets <laughs> are saying it's that it's you're, con- con- you're contributing to his um his, his head shining this year is that
3: true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's rumors going around and i can confirm uh, that i will be back in the stadium um, <laughs> th- those rumors are true i've i've partitioned with uh, some of my money to the help daniel levy's shiny head fund and um he but that thing better be mirror reflective by the time the end of this season is done because he's picked up hella peas. So he better he better spend that wisely.
2: Which uh, he seems to be doing and um on top of the on top of Yao's money, he's uh just he received a little bit more. Not only did we get a uh, here we go from government, we got a here we go from Fab recently in terms of an outgoing. Uh managed to get 30 million euros for for a squad player in uh, in Bergwijn. Um thoughts on that? Yo, did you expect her to, to get that much for him? Yeah, I did. Uh, I don't know what the shock was. <laughs> like, I had people
3: on Twitter saying around oh, thirty million. We we stolen money. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you could literally pull off like at least five games in which this guy has been pivotal in us winning. Yeah, that's more than certain men have done in six years at the club. Wink wink. You know, but you know, there's no there's no need to send shots for certain players that we can't get rid of right now, but we will soon. be <laughs> You know what I'm saying? 30 million, I think is it's I think it's a fair deal. Like he's got a great record in Holland. So, and he's going back to the league that he's had his best seasonal form in. So they they have to pay the asking price. In terms of like over here. It hasn't really worked out for him. These things happen, you know. But to say that he's been absolutely arse and is not worth 30 million, I think people forget that we spent 40 million on Davinson Sanchez. And, and that guy has been chased out of Colombia by the cartels. So, <laughs> enough, man. Anyway, I mean, think, I, think, I think that's good business on both parts. I think he's happy. I think Spurs are happy. I think Ajax are happy. So there's no complaints from my side.
2: Yeah, it was mad. Uh, they almost looked like they were trying to out-levy Levy. And apparently, like, apparently Man um, United were interested in signing him for something like 40 million euros as well. So, yeah, like you said, it looks like all parties are happy. Bergwein's certainly happy just to chop it up in that league in the World Cup year just to kind of secure his spot and fair play. I think he'll kill it as well and um i was slightly surprised at the fee myself but pleasantly surprised and um yeah it looks like we pretty much broken even on him if not like making a little bit of profit back making profit on a player who you could say overall obviously didn't work out for spurs it's always good business so yeah, uh, credit to us on holding up for that. I can only imagine Ajax maybe kind of stalled because I think that might be their record signing. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely. So is. Yeah, yeah, I think that might have to be a statement one. They don't usually spend that much money, although yeah, they've been haggling with other teams for other players. Like um, they're doing that. Arsenal and United are trying to sign. They're trying to uh, force a forty million asking price. So. Yeah, it's just good that we finally got that one over the line because, I mean, that's been on the cards for almost the best part of a year. So, there we go. Um, There's a bit of news, obviously, with an incoming now as well, like uh, Fabrizio giving the here-we-go um Clement Longley joining on loan. Um, I guess, thoughts, what were your initial thoughts on that and thoughts on it not being a uh, a permanent option?
1: Um, I mean, like, if I'm honest with you, uh, I haven't I haven't watched uh, much of Longley. Um, I know that he's sort of in his mid twenties. He's French, left footed, um, and from like the things I've heard people say, um, he hasn't been particularly uh, well liked, um, or people have used a lot of lot more colourful words to describe him. Um, I don't know. It's a bit of an interesting one because. I think um, to be able to play for Barcelona, you've got to probably be at some sort of decent technical level, which I think he is at. Um, the one thing that everyone seems to be saying, and it seems from like, even typing into YouTube, as I typed his name in, the top two um, things that came up were long-lay highlights and long-lay mistakes, <laughs> which I I went to watch both, to be honest. <laughs> Just to make sure that there wasn't anything um, particularly higgy in them. And I don't know, I feel like there is a player here. Um, I look at some of the mistakes and I kind of feel that maybe there were just moments in which maybe he he would, um, how can I put it, he would back himself physically in some of these some of these sort of duels, uh, ball would maybe uh, come loose or maybe stuck in his feet. Maybe he would judge maybe how quick some some of the other defenders were. Excuse me, some of the attackers were. But I mean, on the other side, he does look like he does look fairly technically proficient. He looks like a passer, which I think is good. Um, he seems to be very adept at like long passing, which I think is also really good. Um, and also, he's left-footed, which I think, um, if we think about it, is it's a bit of a it's a, it's a bit of a rare commodity to have sort of, you know, uh, left-footed, sort of comfortable um, centre-backs these days. There's not that many really on the market. And at this point, I can't fault the business. I can't fault the business, I think, for us to get this player on, on loan, player who's got international and um, champions League experience and he's played, you know, somewhat at the top level, um, without the obligation to buy if it doesn't work out, I mean... Um apart from the loan fee and obviously wages, I can't envision it I can't really see it as being bad business. I think this is a typical Daniel levy um, sort of deal. and honestly, if it's anything to go by, like we spoke about in the group, um, sometimes you can make a player look better than he is with you know back free tax and if it means having someone to support um, Ben Davies on that left- hand side in the in the left hand side of the three. I'm all for it you know like if there's one person that can maybe improve this kind of player I'm going to say it's Conte
2: Yeah I was kind of um, try to convince myself why he could be a good signing on, um, on the last part and yeah like he under Conte obviously he wants the guy right and he I don't think he's had as good of a coach as Conte before maybe not one who can protect and kind of mask his defensive deficiencies as well as Conte's structure can. Obviously, having three at the back in itself, the distances between certain players, especially in the midfield as well, being shorter, the defensive line being lower. um, Honestly, (laughs) for the last three or four years, whenever I've watched Joao Pique play, it's been a horror show as well. So it's, uh, I guess quite a hard task to perform with with or without him. So yeah, who knows, who knows. It could well be, be a good signing I think it's good business it being just alone and looks like it's going to be a cover option. Hopefully not our last defensive signing. But no, I fully agree with it um with everything you said and I'm looking forward to seeing him in pre-season, man. I really am um hopefully that'll work out for us it's it is interesting that we didn't put a permanent option there though maybe he sees a future for himself at Barcelona I'm not sure um mm, I don't know, again, maybe at the same time it could be like a road on loan and then by the time he comes back off his loan then he'd be ready to come in but I'm not sure sorry tops
1: no, no, I'm just—I don't know, like because remember, I think a few days ago, I think they were—they were saying something along the lines of it wasn't going to be a permanent deal, but maybe we had an obligation to spend maybe eight to ten million or something. But obviously, that's not been included in the conditions of this of this deal now. But I don't know—you can kind of think that if the risk is low, you're only taking on the loan fee and you're taking on the wages. If it turns bad, then you're kind of left with a player that can just maybe either be sent back or, you know, you just don't play them. But if it turns good, you then think, okay, maybe we've left ourselves a bit open in the sense that they have a better bargaining position and a bit more leverage because they can maybe ask to put maybe to, you know, if you were to sell him for like a higher asking price. but. I just, I'm interested just to see what he, what he's like, what he's like on the ground. Like, this is someone who's an international, he's played more than hundred games for Barcelona, he's played Champions League. Like, like, he's not, he can't be awful, you know. He can't be like this, this absolutely awful player that everyone seems to be. He's got to have some sort of qualities, and and I'm guessing at Tottenham, he'd maybe want to, he'd maybe want to try and press. I, I, I'm. This is one of the players I'm going to give benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give benefit of the doubt, I think.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he gets on preseason. I'm glad we managed to secure him before the... Um, it looks like we've secured him before the, um, the tour to career, so he can kind of get used to the team and the structure as quickly as possible. Whereas if we, you know, we signed a bit towards the end of the window and he didn't really have much of a preseason with us, then you know that would just have a disaster written all over it for me. But again, uh, business done early and seemingly on our terms as well. I think you touched upon the wages, which reminded me. I think because he's on quite high wages at Barcelona, um, we've agreed, reportedly agreed to. Pay only part of his wages, maybe like 60, 70%, 50 I can't remember. But no, not someone, all of it. someone reporting 80%. 80%? Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it just signifies to me that we're kind of doing it on our terms rather than, um, you know, Barcelona trying to push on and making us buy a player while they're in their perilous position. But, you know, Barcelona will be Barcelona at the moment. Um just moving swiftly on, we'll see there's another deal which um which looks like it has been held up. Um well it definitely has been held up for what seems like the past few weeks, fee has been agreed almost every day for the past few weeks, seemingly, but you know, a lot of people I guess are putting two and two together with it being reported that Levy is the one who's been the main person working on the Spence deal. Um, I guess my question to both of you is, is it what it seems? Is it, I guess, Levy being Levy and looking to just like weed out like the best deal possible? Or is there maybe a bit more to it? Because to me, I mean, Damasio was reporting that apparently Paratici is in Syria looking at wingbacks as well. Um, and for me, um, yeah, Tops, go. Uh, I feel like,
1: whilst this is a deal that, you know, Levy is obviously kind of leaning on, it appears to me that there must be some sort of. I wouldn't say not a problem, but maybe there may be some reservations, and maybe they're thinking if they can find someone who maybe is a bit, a bit more experienced, or if there's someone that we can maybe, maybe we get for for a better deal, um, because he is very highly spoken of. There's lots of people who have watched him, and he's obviously performed in some of these sort of high-profile games, um, especially in the FA Cup. Um, played in the uh, in the championship uh, playoff final as well and he's represented England on 21. So, you know, his profile is slowly, slowly becoming bigger and he's been linked to some, some big teams. But surely as well, generally with these young players, you kind of, these deals, gen, they generally tend to get done quite quickly, which kind of makes me feel that if this has been going on for pretty, pretty much the last sort of, what, month, it would kind of indicate to me that Maybe they're either not 100% sold on it, or there might be some small details in the deal that are trying to be thrashed out. Um, I can't imagine for the player, because the player will probably want to come to Spurs. Um, but maybe from the Middlesbrough, or the is it the Nottingham Forest um, end of the deal? I'm not sure. But uh, my own personal feeling on him, uh, I, I think it's, it's just a good young player. Um I would prefer, I would preferably, and, I, and I've said this before. I would preferably buy a kind of ready right wing back, and honestly, I would at this point I would get rid of both of the ones that we currently have. I just don't think they're at the level, and I don't really want to go into a season that's kind of important with sort of high profile games with either of Emerson or Doherty. If I'm honest with you, so at this point for me, any kind of right wing back would be would be good. But I feel that if that right-wing was to be Spence, who hasn't really played at a top, top level, um, I would be a little bit concerned. Um, that's just my own initial feelings. And maybe this is the case with um, Conte, because obviously he's had a season where he's pretty much had, you know, not that good amount of form from Emerson. And he had a little bit of form from doherty but he obviously is now returning from an mco injury and then to now throw us into champions league and what we would want to be a strong sort of premier league season from the off to start that with a young 21 year old um with no champions league or real first team experience in the premier league it would be it would be a risk it'd be a risk um, and maybe that's what they're paying up but that's my own personal that's my own personal thing
2: yeah it's fair um obviously i know we're tight on this homegrown quota as well which i think is a big factor in us going for him although he does have qualities um yeah I course i just get the impression where if this was a conte signing per se if we were that interested in him i think we would have just wrapped up the deal by now um the fee being reported to sign him doesn't seem like that much all the figures i'm seeing are 20 mil and under um you know i feel like if we were that hot on him we would just wrap it up maybe not so much in the past but just how we've been kind of doing business in this window um but it just seems like to me uh we've got him on ice while we look for potential better more established options um, Where well, I don't think we'd get a better homegrown option unless we just went in for Lamptey, which you know, if I'm being realistic in my head, I don't think they'll sell Basuma, Kukurea and then Lampy, or they'd make it extremely hard for us to sign Lamptey if we were to even go down that route. And yeah, with this news from uh, Damasio reportedly mm-hmm. looking at like other right wing backs in Syria um they didn't actually name names we can only speculate it could be that um singo or that danish donny at uh, atlanta i'm not sure if i'd even say his name right but i've got it in my head um i'd know i'd absolutely botch it if i said it so i'm not gonna bother embarrassing myself with an accent again um and there's like a melina guy which um people have been talking about which Again, I'm not sure if any of those are, like, clear of Spence either. So it's 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 a tricky one. Um, yeah, what were your initial thoughts on that? Right, uh, it's Sir, Levy
3: doing Levy doing stuff, yeah? This is not the first time Levy has botched a transfer. Um, you know, Spence has probably told his family members and other former teammates that he's off to Tottenham similar to Jack Grealish that said to these people, I'm off to Tottenham, and that fell through. And you know who was overseeing that? Daniel. Daniel, a.k.a. Levy. So I'm not surprised that this is dragging its feet. Uh, this now proves to me that this That guy... you
2: justified buying a season ticket?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I was justified buying a season ticket to see Conte and my my good old friend uh, Paratici, who came here to do business the full-time you know, that's that's my people's. Yeah, I don't I, you know parateat you with the little fraud moves to get the man that's my people's Daniel Levy. He can't see me at the stadium because that, that's how I get my third band. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if he sees me, it's it's on crud, it's immediate war. That guy, he's no good for us. Yeah, just stalling, 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 stalling. We're talking about 20 million here. We just got about about 30 bags for Bergwijn. You might as well just take the 10. The little sweet change, go buy yourself a guns N' roses freaking memorabilia and spend the 20 on on freaking what's his name, Spence, and just get it done. The, the kid's gonna miss pre-season now. So imagine we get him late in the in the transfer window. Let's say we get him like two weeks from now. Yeah, he's missed, he's gonna miss the South Korean tour. That's Conte's gonna be vexed. Just coming back, coming back home. Oh, I've got a new present for you. It's like that. Just bear, bear Italian insults, bear, bear of this. Because you didn't give him to her early. It's a bad attitude, bro. Where's Paratici? Fabio. He's gone out. Conte called him. It was about a Monday after watching Love Island. Said, yo, uh, that dummy, you. He's lost, bruv. But, you know, onto bigger things. He's like, boom. I've got five players for you. You're happy? Conte said, yes. Like Davide. And kept him moving, bruv. This is quality business. And then you got Daniel Levy doing Higgy Hagger over £4 and a freaking snow pie, bro. Stop this guy from doing transfers, bro. I never want to see this guy take control of a transfer ever again, bro. This this better
2: be his last one. It's nonsense. So, yeah, uh, it's all Levy then. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. There's so many things going on. No one even really knows. I wouldn't be surprised. It does remind me a lot of the um, the Ryan Sessing Young deal going into nineteen twenty, where we just started, like everyone knew we were interested. Everyone knew we had it pretty much all, but wrapped up. But for whatever reason, we didn't secure and announce it until was it like was it actually deadline day? I can't even remember. It was close to deadline day. Yeah, it was definitely close on that final day. No preseason, nothing. He might have been injured, to be fair. But yeah, he came came to us
3: injured. Freaking got got a start, got injured. Then came back, got injured. Came back, went into training, got injured. That kid's his whole body is suspect, bro. He just (laughs) he he needs to give us at least a six-month run with nothing before I can I can give him any sort of love and respect. it, he look, it, 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 it looks like he's, he's done some work in the summer, though. Well, he needed to because how? What game was it? I could, have, I could have sworn it was the Liverpool game. I, I'm dead sure of this. I think it was the Liverpool game last season. We drew two two, and I, I was in the group. I was like, "Yo, he he done well, you know. You know he done well. He, he dealt with with Salah. It was it was a good game. Mm-hmm. Following game, man's injured. I said, "I'm done. I'm finished." <laughs> what a useless twat why would you why is your body breaking down like this (laughs) what
2: got the assist in that game as well
3: I couldn't give a flying crap what he did bro how can you freaking have a good game and then be injured for the next four what is that about what kind what kind of like football game response automation is that you got your your, one of your youngsters you play him one tackle man's out for the rest of the season that's what he is he needs to sort out. If this if this season, he doesn't give us freaking... In the first 15 games, he has to give us 12. No, but... Like, uh, no, 12
1: do, do, you, do you know what, though? I think this season will be good for him. Because, like, he's... Obviously, he's got a bit more confidence because he, I think he ended the season quite well under under um, under Conte. And I feel like as well this this year he has someone who actually is kind of like him in the sense that Winger turned sort of wing back in Perisic. And I think like just a little bit of guidance, a bit more form, a bit more a bit more continuing run in the team will probably help him. Um, I, I feel like Conte always gave him a chance, always gave him a chance. And actually, he hasn't not not taken that chance. I feel like towards the end of the season, you kind of felt, OK, you know what? This is a good squad player to have. And yeah, you know, there's sometimes parts of his game you're, you're a bit unsure about. He looks, for me, like just lack of confidence and didn't trust his body. But actually, from what I've seen in the summer, done a lot of work on his own on his physical game on his, and it looks like he's been working on his actual like his technical game as well um, so to have him back this summer I'm I'm looking forward to having him I'm looking forward to it. I I don't know I feel like last season I was quite harsh on him but I also just feel as well that this is also a really quite a young player um, and he's probably he's gone he seems like he's gone through a lot but I feel like maybe there's there's a bit of potential there. There's this, there's a bit of potential there. I'm like I'm more I'm more buoyed by his potential than what I think Regulon can offer us moving forward.
2: That was a very fair last point to be. <laughs> I guess to be fair, um, yeah. Like the popular theory, I guess with Cesson Young is that his hammies just suffered for. Or from uh, playing quite a lot when he was younger, we we'll see breaking into Fulham's team, 16, 17 years old, and um, ever since then it's just been a bit of a problem for him. But like he touched upon, uh, he's been working on that kind of explosive, his explosiveness, and those kind of areas in his hamstring. And we'll see that perisic tutelage could could help him massively because as um, Gojita touched upon in the comments as well. Like He can play within himself at times, although um did see a massive improvement in that towards the end of the season, Under the Conte. Um, not just the Liverpool game, Leeds as well. Um, I could reel off maybe a couple of games if I had a bit more time, but off the top of my head, I can just remember he's just taking up much better positions than regular and actually being able to do something in the final third.
1: I thought he was excellent in... Well, I thought he was very good in the Arsenal game at home as well. I feel like he gave us something on that left-hand side going forward, but everything that was required of him defensively, he did. And he did well. Um, I was really impressed with him that day, actually, to be honest. Really impressed with him.
2: There you go. That's another game as well. So, yeah, fair play to him. Hopefully he can... Um... Come through this kind of preseason unscathed because boy, this this Conte extracurricular conditioning sounds like no joke at all. Um, we've had an interesting little section on Sassan Young there. Um, yeah, just moving on to obviously further business that needs to be done. It's obviously no secret we still have out- outgoings. Uh, Eric Steinson and um. Davis are now in their roles, so hopefully with the windows opening um, around Europe as well, we should see some more movement. Obviously, there's um, Harry Winks, who's due to get a move. Um, that looks so full for Everton. <laughs> <laughs> so, for now, he's um, just chilling. Um, I can't... I, I don't really expect him to obviously make that play into South Korea. What? Uh, also... Can't, you can't, me. I was, just, I was just trying to move on there. No, nah, no, nah, don't be right. <laughs> so hey, hey,
3: spin this coupe let's, no, come back to, let's, let's talk about your guy, bruv. Your guy, no, your guy's I'm been found out. I thought I warned you. Fam. I'm so you tired, tired about talking about wings. I'm, I'm glad that, that Conte even spent half a season looking at this guy. And said, wow, this guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's real doo doo, man. Like, and Conte even tried to lie to people and be like, oh, yeah, I can rely on him. That's why we didn't sell him in January. We didn't sell him in January because nobody lie, wanted though? him in January, bro. <laughs> like, we couldn't get rid of him. And now we're even, even... How can Everton, Everton, take a look at this guy and be like, nah, we don't want him. Big man, <laughs> you're about to get relegated next season. And you have the audacity to say you don't want Winks. Listen, take him, even if it's on the Deli alley deal." Take him, bro. Take him on a free the guy's awful.
2: And as I was saying, uh, Lacelso is supposed to leave as well. That's um, another
3: ass guy, too, bro. Yeah,
1: him, get up, get up. Come out there, get up. Argentinian winks.
2: Who else is due to leave? Non, non homegrown, um. I think, I think maybe Emerson's still on the market, maybe. Emerson, yeah, who's I actually I I, interested? Don't, don't think that guy's going
3: anywhere. Mm. I, I, unless Atletico are serious, I don't
2: think he's actually going anywhere. So We're going to have there. to go to kind of Frankie the Young from Barca way about. it. be like, okay, yeah, you've done well. Uh, but we just need to find a solution for you. Um, let's, see. let's see. Brian Hill uh, potentially... I can't go in on loan. I'd like... I need to see him on that tour, though. To be fair, I need to see him on yeah. that tour, and I definitely don't mm-hmm. want to see him sold permanently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, um, think, I don't think we should sell him permanently. I think yeah, take him on the tour. I
3: Me personally, I think we should loan him to someone in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, he just he just offer, he offers something different, you know, in his I'm style. Not gonna, like...
3: He's not going to get used to the league. He just needs to go to yeah. someone in the Premier League. Who who came up last last season? Fulham, Bournemouth. Who else? And Middlesbrough.
1: Long no, sorry, to... excuse
3: me. Nottingham Forest, Nottingham Forest.
2: Excuse me. Learn him to freaking um Bournemouth. Mm. Bournemouth,
3: in I mean, Bour- Bour- Bournemouth. or or Nottingham Forest. He he gets to, to understand the league. That's the tougher, like tougher team to be at. It's gonna be tough games every single week. Could do him the world of good. Yeah, agreed. I think if we sell him if we sell him oh not sell him if we loan him to like um say somebody back in Spain, that's that's a league he knows. It's a very technical league. Mm-hmm. It does nothing for his development for the country that he's club he play he, he is actually owned by. So it do, does not help him. If we send him to Italy, ah that's touch and go. Germany Germany might be a good fit.
1: Germany can work. Nah, I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that, you know, we bought him and I think it was very clear what we wanted to try and get from him. And I don't know, I felt like at the first sort of, at the first sort of opportunity, he ran and was like, at least let me just go back home. Let me just uh, go back to know, what I know. And and I actually feel he needs to put himself in, what's, what's it called? Like, he what needs he to was. get out. He needs put himself out of his comfort zone, and I feel like maybe even after, even just after another half of a season of playing just regular football as a twenty-one or twenty-two year old, however old he is, I feel that like he should really now like, push himself to try and get um, himself playing in this league because I, I think he, like I said, I think he has like skills and qualities that are that are different to kind of what we have. You know, there's like in the generally in the league, apart from really like I don't know, say Maximan or. um what's his name, uh, Diaz at Liverpool, there's not that many like one-on-one sort of wingers that are just going to really try themselves at you, going to hug that touchline and really try to go at you. And I feel like at such a young age, he already has a lot of these qualities, which I think aren't that common, but also it's very different to the kind of attackers that we have as well. So I feel it will just offer something a bit different. But again... Um, we all know that you know uh, it's all been well documented. How he wasn't really physically ready, and um, the demand of the league was was quite a lot. Um, maybe even underestimated before he came. So I feel having you know having had that loan and now coming back to Spurs and us being in a better position as well, um, better manager, better sort of um, environment with, with with different teammates and stuff. I feel it would be a good opportunity to either try get him a loan in in a team in the league or. You know, make him like a squad player. Like, you know, some of these young players don't have to throw him in the deep end and be playing all over the country for all these other teams where he doesn't know anyone or anything. You know, Just keep him on the bench. This season, we've got five subs every week. Like, there's lots of players that will get games. I think we had more than 40, 40-odd games last season and we weren't yeah. even in, in any Champions League. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's, there's still something. There's a list. In my opinion, there's still a little something there. Um, I I, I would keep
3: him. I keep him as far as like the the squad is. I don't. I completely forgot that we're going up to five subs. So maybe five subs means that it's a good fit for us to actually keep him. But I feel like he does need a little, a little like few months deep down in the in the dumps. You know, to to understand that this league is. Is like full of you know, grown men, bruv. It's not, it's not no technical league, bruv. There's enough teams that will just punch it over your head, no problems. Pause
2: for sure. For me, I, I um, I'd want Hill to perhaps develop his game to be able to be comfortable on the right hand side. I felt like, um, the noise is coming from him where like he was looking to pigeonhole himself to just play solely on his favoured left, which i say he's quality there as well. But for me, I think there's a place in the squad for him to kind of be in rotation with Kulizevsky off that right-hand side and um, hopefully displace someone like Lucas Moura, who I've been over for the best time now. I'm so frustrated with some of the things he does obviously he's very passionate and physically he's there as well like it's it's just one of those where he just doesn't get his head up runs into people all the time whereas I guess Hill looks to be that kind of bright spark and also actually get his head up Um I'm setting the bar quite low and I think he can I think he could still meet that even if it isn't I guess his weaker side but I definitely wouldn't be against him kind of going on the tour. We kind of make our mind up on him and then see what happens from there. But like you said, yeah, with the the five subs, that's got to be a big factor. We've got to keep that at the back of our, of our minds, especially with um, how how much our team is going to be looking to run game in, game out. Uh, it will be an interesting one for sure. And um just takes me on to something else a little bit where there's a player who it looks like he's as good as sold. Um, obviously, he hasn't drummed up any interest just yet, but a lot of fans think he's already gone. It looks like it's been reported he's not part of Conte's plans, but a few people putting stocks back in Tongi and Dombele. Um, like I was in the Twitter space a couple of weeks ago, and just me mentioning his name rattles so many people whereas you know for me i think he's um a type of player that we actually need in midfield um let's so say i think we've got a structure which can um protect Tongi now and he's a player who can see. he can create they can break lines through his dribbling or passing and you know we've seen it from him like his honorable qualities he can be that spark in the team, which which we really need. But where do your Tongi stocks lie at the moment? With um, with I guess both of you guys, tops. I'll uh, start with you.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I bought a couple still. <laughs> I bought a couple still. I'm uh, I've always been a big, I've always been a big Tongi fan, and um. Again, another type of player that I think his skill set or his attributes were definitely missing. But then you you always have to be able to, even after all these seasons that we've had him and he's been on loan and come back, you just have to just question um, his mindset, his attitude. Um, and, that, and that's not just trying to be like, you know, stereotypical because of everything that's been said and what we've seen from him, but I just... I just need to see someone who wants to try and fight for his place in the team and wants to try and, you know, give 100% to the team because we all know what his ability is. It's it's really up there. It really is. But I don't know. I just feel like, like you've said in the past as well, actually, um, you know, what we sold him is not what he bought, you
2: know? Um, Yeah, people need to remember this. um, I think we failed him maybe as much as... If anything, as maybe he, even more than yeah. the held us. Um,
1: and I feel like maybe we are in a bit of a better position as a football club, as a squad of players, um, in terms of our direction. And you know, you would hope something like this would kind of maybe push him. Um not well, not push him, but almost try and motivate him to try and, you know what, try and get himself back involved, um, try and get himself back in sort of a competitive mindset. To be playing at the highest level because you know if he wants to he i really do believe he can um but again there's going to be lots of people that are going to be wanting to impress and um to be honest with you uh i feel like the career tour is probably a big sort of um indicator of who is going to be in um conte's plans really so if he you know if, if he's left at home with a num- number of others which i think will be that near on, near on, and confirms that yeah, he doesn't have any plans, but I'm just hoping, just hoping, um, that that isn't the case.
2: And uh, before you go, yeah, Yo, as well, I just want to say, um, I say PO block, um, is saying Conte won't allow him, it's done. Look, it's a true story as well, apparently, but uh. Coach Carl was done with Cruz once upon a time. And, you know, if Tongi Nomblé was to walk onto that training pitch and Conte was to ask him, what's your biggest fear, young man? I'm all up in arms for, for the door to be opened back for him. And, you know, that, that makes me very happy. I think it's important to remember as well, like Kane down tools for the same reason that Dombele did last year. I don't think uh, And Dombele's conditioning was the issue or it's reported not to be the issue. Um Ericsson, who's a player I wanted us to sign, if it was basically <laughs> if it was pure footballing reasons, then that transfer made so much sense to me. But obviously there's other factors. Um he also down tools in that 1920 season. So and fans wanted him back, and granted, there's more credit in the bank with those two players when it comes to what they've done at Spurs. But you know, it's I think it's important to remember it just for that little bit more self-awareness, I guess you could say. But um that's that's my take on it, and I've already spoken about I guess how you know we we sold him a dream and effectively it was far from it. Um Yao, what are your thoughts? You've been smirking for, for a good minute there.
3: Well, firstly, I'd like to say that the muck is still a muck until you <laughs> win the That uh, you don't get your name back till I told you, till, till there's silverware and I see armpits lifted, he's a muck. Yeah. So him down tooling early last season, even though we had that, that bodging off Portuguese guy as our manager, yeah, means nothing to me. He's still a muck. So that's one. Two, I hear what people are saying about Ndombele, you know. I, I, for the most part, I agree. You know, I see uh, Gogeta put down, you know, man's the ultimate flop. That's incorrect, bro. You know, the ultimate flop was Hilda Postigo. The ultimate flop was Gilberto. These, these men were super flops to the nth degree. The ultimate flop was Gardiner, who this would be the one and only time I say his name because that guy was a variant. That's not a real person. yeah. And we had him in our squad. That guy was a default player. So for me, Endombele, here's my thing. If he doesn't go on tour on this first, because I don't know if it's split into two tours. I can't remember. But if he doesn't go South Korea, for me personally, I think he should take it as, all right, cool. I'm not in the manager's plans. Um, But nobody else is going to really take me for, you know, the prize that Tottenham are going to win So I need to buckle down. And if I get my shot, take it. That's that's the way I think he should look at it. Because yeah, Conte and that kind of manager that, are, oh, you know, Rah, he's not taking you on board, but then he sees you, like, training your ass off. Like, he's not going to look at it and think, mm, you know what? I might give him a chance. And if you don't believe me, go see what happened with um, Ericsson in Inter. He didn't want Ericsson. <laughs> didn't, didn't want him at all. Barely played him. Wasn't interested. Second season, like, eh. whatever, bruv. You know, act up however you want to act up. I don't really care. Come over here with that Tottenham stuff. You're finished. Eriksen finally realised, cool, let me sort it out, changed his attitude. Conte used him, they won a league. Simple. You know, so Endombele's gotta look at it like, right, if I'm if I'm gonna get back into the good books with anybody, I need to uh, buckle down and do the job. However, however, and this is the big however, if Ndombele wants to be Ndombele, and big man, your time in football is done. Yeah, you're going to end up in the Conference League of France playing for Montpellier or whatever other team just got relegated from freaking League A, bruv. You will be finished and it will be a sad day because that guy has fancy feet. And we ain't going to get much ballers like that at Spurs. You know, if you look at our centre center mids in terms of like the players that have uh, je ne sais quoi, we have Harry Winks. Big man, the level is in the pits of hell. Yeah. If that is what we call Genesequa at Spurs, then we might as well be talking to Dante's Peak. And that's why we need N dubs, as he's been dubbed, to come back, apologize to Uncle Conte, and buckle down and get the job done. This is no different. Absolutely no different to Delhi Ali apologising to his father. <laughs> Some things you just have to do for the greater good. You just have to
2: do. That's all
3: I'm saying.
2: That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, like, um, like I mean, if I'm Tongay, I'm seeing it as as the opportunity in the crossroads in my career. I think he's 25 now. He what? had a loan.
0: Think he's, he's what?
2: Nah,
3: you're lying. I swear, we bought him at 25.
2: No,
1: no, we bought him when he was in his low twenties. He's 20. Listen, bro. He was like he was one of the young. he was was one of the the best young players in in Europe at the the time.
3: 25, and he and he runs like his gas tank hits zero.
1: Yeah, andonbeli is 25, 26 this year. It's 26.
3: Why? The energy tanks don't increase as you get older, you know. I know it's crazy. It's crazy, love, bro. Bro. We might have to sell him, you know. Just say <laughs> no, he's got one more yeah.
1: in him, man.
2: That's hey, what he did with uh, with Big Rom at Inter. Yeah, he's got one you more get in him man. in that training. And if I'm we're not, we're if not I'm Tonga about and, the,
3: and I'm wearing Timberland boot, uh, yeah. Belgium American that doesn't know what, what country he's from, <laughs> if we're, we're looking just, we get Romelu on, this, on this channel, the first thing is say, yeah, I'll tripping. Uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is what I think looking at. if he's looking at these links to Turkey and I'm 25 years old, I'm like
3: spooky, spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the links definitely be tripping. (laughs) I need to
2: make you work at Spurs because I'm not gonna get a big and that's what I'm saying.
3: Like the teams that are interested in bruv. If he goes tech hey, listen,
1: that's the graveyard of football, man.
3: No, 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 listen. What Yusuf Mehmet and them, man. They don't play that. <laughs> stuff. They're, my,
0: they're, they're
3: my dogs. They don't play that. Stuff. What? You want to you wanna do that? You want to do them lazy? Okay, cool. Watch. What? Yusuf will catch you in Istanbul. Bo- <laughs> Alright, cool. Don't do that stuff. Them man will mess you up. Turn you into a lamajun overnight. You
2: don't want that kind of stuff. Yeah, it made that Didier You don't want that kind of stuff. Messy out there. Very messy up there. Yeah, shout out Didier Secora, man. He was a real one. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, I did actually have stocks in Sikora. Mad madman. Mm. I appreciate his madness.
2: That's mean. He needs that. He needs to get that chest X-ray sorted. If he's got that dog in him, then Uncle Conte will pick him up. I'm sure. Um, man,
3: but yeah. And Dubs ain't got no dog in him, bro. He's got noodles. That's that's what you're gonna see in that chest that chess x-ray, bro. Noodles and, and chips that need he needs to make sure he buckles down. I, I'd like him to get back into the team. Five subs, as Top said. Could be mm. key, but we could be one 0 down, come off the bench,
2: 2-1. <laughs> oi, oi. It could be something. This is what I mean. Even if he's fifth midfielder, like he'd still get a lot of game time as well. So, how many? Uh, okay, so if
3: we're Champions League, because Liverpool done it, we now know it's 63 games if you make, if you play every single game in the season. We ain't going to hit 63 games. Impossible. We're not doing that.
2: People take 50, 55.
3: Yeah, I say, I say, what? Well, yeah, 50, 50. Yeah, I'll I'll go more 50. I'll say flat 50. 50 games, it's a lot of playing time. That's a lot of playing time. Like, there's not, not not one player. Bar maybe Loris or Hoibier,
1: be. or, or last season played 50 games.
3: Uh, that's that's what that's what a hoisin sauce should be doing, bro. Like you pour hoisin all over your duck, your your stir fry rice. That's that's what it does. But it's not yeah, good it's for true. your heart. Too much hoisin is bad for your heart, bro. It's true, so, bruv. isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean? like now nah, 50 games, he could get. He could. Mm.
1: Yeah, nice. A nice fifteen. Yeah, I feel like there's there's definitely like I, I think for the teams at the top, uh, and when I say the teams at the top, I really do mean the like the top five six teams who are going to be in European competition and sort of um, fighting for like you know cups and, and honors and stuff. I feel like it could benefit these teams the most having these five subs. And actually, it's good if you can really spread the quality of your school of your team. Throughout your squad, you know, gives you better options, especially when players wanna, if they're you know muddled with international weeks or injuries, fatigue. You know, some teams like teams like City, you know they're going to be absolutely loving it because not only do they get to play their quality players, but they, they keep everyone somewhat fresh. Um, and teams like Spurs, you know, being, if we're not, if we're honest, being so like reliant on people like Kane and Son. Um, and towards the end of the season, you know, like uh, Romero's and stuff, you you want to make sure that actually you can kind of give some of these players a rest and knowing that actually by giving them a rest, you're not actually dropping the level in which your team is performing at, you know?
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, let's see, pre season. I mean, by the time we record next week's pod, I imagine um, the squad will be announced. I think they drew out. Is is it the eleventh? I'm not even sure. Um, it's probably um, a bit later than that, to be honest. But by the time um, next week's pod rolls around, I'm sure that will be kind of all said and done, and then we'll see what the squad is. Yeah,
1: because I think they when they're flying out, I think they're flying out Saturday evening or Sunday. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yes. They, they are. They are. They're flying out on Sunday because. Uh, by the time they fly out, Kane would have returned. Hoybieg would have returned. Um, Sun's going to meet us out there. Um, quite a few of them are like returning before the end b- before before the end of Saturday uh, for Sunday's flight, and then yeah, we've got two games. So one against the K, like the the K League All Star team, and then um, Sevilla. Then we come back. We're away to Glasgow. And then we go back to Israel to play Jose's Roma.
2: So, yeah, so by the time the audio comes out, and if you're listening to the audio, then, as I say, the squad should, should have been announced. And yeah, I guess what my uh, follow-up question was going to be was, uh, is there any other players who you'd be excited to see out there? For me, there's another potential fifth choice Midfielder who I'd love to kind of see what he's about to see if we, you know, keep or loan him in Pepe Matasar. But I don't know. Uh, Anyone in particular who you're kind of looking to impress you in preseason that could actually, like, just break into kind of Conte's plans in the squad? Yeah. I I don't think many of the.
3: I'm looking at the squad and I'll be honest with you, I, I think I, I can't see Saar not going out on loan. Unless, unless he has a fantastic pre like For those that are going to be on the bench, I reckon they, it's, it's more players that will be in the rotation and then the final few spots will be those that really impress in pre-season. And, and so mm-hmm. those that miss out it's curtains or or they're Mm. going out on loan for the younger ones they're more than likely going out on loan
1: Um, for me uh, uh, similar to you I kind of feel that Papamatao will probably head out on loan Uh, I I know it's lame but I would like to see um, what Troy Parrott maybe does as like like another as like another striker just because I think it kind of helps having... Whilst it does, it's good to have um, Sun, Kulu, Richarlison now as like, you know, a good sort of attack and possibly Lucas if he stays as an attacking sort of quartet. I quite like the idea of maybe Parrott getting minutes. Um, if he can kind of keep himself fit um, and also if he's kind of keeps his mentality and, and his head straight, which I think towards the end of last season on his loans away, um, he did, but again, you know, this is someone who's been at the club quite a long time, um, and also been through the, through the loan system a lot as well. So you can kind of see if it doesn't, wanna, if it doesn't work out, maybe another loan. Because I think he recently signed a new contract, no? Troy Powell. I think so. I, I, might, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I, th- I thought before his last loan, he signed an extension, but I might be wrong. Let me check. But yeah, for me personally, it'd probably be him. Um, and I'm obviously trying to see my boy skip, just want to see him rise it,
2: rise it, and recover. Well, that'd be sick. Yeah. What well, about uh, Tanganga for me as well? Like, he's someone I think that can definitely challenge Sanchez for that kind of rotation, right center back spot.
3: Sell both, <laughs> sell, sell both of them. is Tanganga.
2: apparently attracting interest for Macy Milan.
3: Yeah, so. go there, enjoy your career, bro. I don't care. Get rid of you. Him, him, and him. They li- listen, they're they're not good enough. Yeah, they can go Italy right now. Italy is not the league it used to be. Italy used to be super technical. Like it's not that league normal. Like it's a good league, but it's not that league anymore. So he can go there and have a good career. You, you need to remember that's the league that Smalling went to and reinvigorate Smalling, big man. Think about what I'm saying here. Freaking Smalling went there and reinvigorated his career. Smalling is ass. <laughs> ass in line, bro.
1: Yeah, um, so, yeah, I think he could, but then in, what's interesting? Okay, it's not really the same. So I was thinking, it's not really the same, but Tomori went there and he's been an absolute revelation over there. Uh, but I do feel like Tomori is, is a bit of a level above Tanganga at this point. Um, But again, like. Uh, I said this last season on a couple of pods. Like, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think at this point he's suited to playing in a three. I, I feel like he could do a he could do a great job in a number of Premier League teams in a two. Um, I feel like he's a very good sort of actual defender. Like defending first, I think he's good. He's very very adept. Puts himself on the on the line. I just I just feel like his skill set are the the um the majority of his skill sets are just not based on the technical side of it on on like the not the technical side really more so like the be the ability to pass out and to carry the ball like i feel like he's a defender first footballer second if any if you kind of understand what i mean when i say that um i don't know italy would be a kind of a good place for him to develop his defensive game as well which which i think is already which is already there um but also maybe the ability to you know to play in different sort of roles. Um, maybe if he was to play in a three in a team um, in Italy, maybe that might help. Uh, I've kind of just lost my faith in... I don't know, people people speak about Sanchez like he had a kind of a calming effect towards the end of the season, but I've kind of lost my faith in Sanchez. And what was the last home game I went to? It was... Burnley? Um, no, it wasn't Burnley. It was Arsenal. His first half against Arsenal mm. was just so worrying. Just yeah, because Romero didn't start. It just it just didn't really fill me with much confidence, and I just don't know. I'm not sure if this is a, a player we should really be persisting with in a back three. I don't know. Was
2: that uh, was that PTSD though with Sanchez, or did he generally have a bad game? So if I remember rightly, mm. I think he was targeted before.
1: Yeah, I think Martin, yeah, Martinelli yeah. was really really going at him in that first sort of portion of the game, and then um after the red card, it kind of. Um, it kind of got the pressure was kind of re- released off him really, um, and he had a bit a bit more of an easier game, a lot more time on the ball. But whether Tanganga can play there, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. I I think there's a good young player there, but in a three, I, I just don't think his skill set suits playing in a three personally.
0: That's
2: fair. That's fair. Uh, is there any other names or that's. Uh pretty much it really um, I'm trying to think if there's any other young players who can not come through Harvey White probably that's uh, that's going to be a low move for sure um, other than that I think Alfie Devine and Scarlet would be obvious ones but I'm not even sure if they're even going to the tour or if they've got added time off through uh, winning the Euros
1: yeah, I think they've been granted some added time off. Um, it, I think it was discussed about them possibly being, but because the, um, the tournament was so was literally just finished like early early on last week, um, I think them they might be excused maybe.
0: You've maybe for they,
1: they, they might be they might be able to go, to play in the. Um, that was it. I don't think they're going to be available for the Korea tour, but for the games against. Um, Rangers and the potentially the game against Roma, um, they might be available.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. All right, uh, that wraps up, um, our podcast slash stream this evening. Um, on behalf of the new Spurs order, I want to thank uh, those in the chat, um, Pierre Block and Kojita. Particular, thank you for for being interacting um for those listening on the audio form um keep interacting with the twitter there's there's been quite a lot interacting on the account recently so yeah we see a lot of, um little discussions and debate amongst uh amongst you lot uh follow the instagram again uh there'll be content coming out on there throughout i'm sure and um I've been your host, X Back. Again, thank you to Booker T and Scott Hall for, for being my lovely co host tonight. Peace. And yeah, just keep on looking up for our streams on uh, every Thursday or Friday and uh, the audio form every, uh, every Saturday. As for tonight, peace. Bless. Bless. And <laughs>
0: On debut, Tungay Ongonbele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. This out of Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! <laughs> Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.